Welcome to the podcast show. I am your host, Darren Jenkins. Thank you for joining me for the show. On the show today, Monica Freeman Green will come and sit down with me and talk to me about the writing process and screenwriting and her latest project, Queen's Gambit. And as I record this, we are still in the throw of COVID-19 lockdown here in New York City, but I hope that this podcast finds you all getting along well and that you're healthy and that you are um, staying positive because we will get through this and uh, hopefully that you're you know while you're sitting around you can take in some podcast content and uh, learn some new stuff and you know, stay positive and, and, uh, you know, there's, you know, the, the one thing about writing this, this podcast is that we talked about screenwriting and, you know, I'm sure there are, ho- hopefully there are people out there who are, are using this time productively to maybe finish that script or take some photos or do some art or take some Take some lessons online, take some classes online, you know, use this time as productive as you can. Um, It's a very unusual time for us, but it's better to stay home, stay safe, and, um, you know, make sure to check in on your elder neighbors if you can, your family, check in on your family, your friends. And just be positive, because we will get through this. Like, we always get through everything in New York City. We will get through this. But we can only do this if we do it together, okay? Um, later on this podcast, uh, if you haven't followed us before, which you should, please follow us on wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Spreaker iHeartRadio, wherever you listen, please follow us and support the podcast. Um, We have a lot of great content coming your way. Um, We just published out, as of this podcast, we we just published out a really great conversation with Cecil Harris, author. And um, before that, we did Lisa Rainey, the uh, very super talented vocalist and songwriter um if you hadn't 
don't know her the name, you definitely know her from NBC's The Voice. So, since you're locked up in the house, why not uh, download those those episodes and more um, wherever you get your podcasts and do like a binge listen thing. Listen to that and maybe listen to the download podcast show um, that we that I also host with my co-host Chris Saunders. Um, we have a new one coming up doing Suicide Squad. That was that was an interesting movie and should be a fun podcast for you to listen to. Also, it's available anywhere you get your podcast. Please follow follow us um, there as well. Um, things for me are great. Not so great. Great's weird. I don't think anything great. I mean, right now everything is okay. I mean, I've got. I went shopping for food the other day a little bit. Not that much. I didn't need that much, but just some supplies. And um, walk got out a little bit to get some fresh air. And um, you know, staying trying to to quarantine myself here and uh, if you don't have to go anywhere just don't just stay home watch some movies listen to some podcasts okay coming up on this podcast um friend of the podcast and fellow screenwriter monica freeman green who um is working on a new project that she's i think rather excited about and um, it was really good to sit down and have a conversation about her work process as a writer, what she's doing to um, take advantage of the time that we all have right now, and um, her thoughts about the you know becoming a, a screenwriter. Uh, so, if you're if you're in if you're a filmmaker or a screenwriter, this may be a very um, you might be able to identify with a lot of stuff we talked about. And if not, we talked about a lot of other stuff too. So you'll you'll enjoy this podcast. So without further ado, here she is, Monica Freeman Green. Trying to stay sane in this craziness. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing? Uh, how are you passing your time? Um, well, right now I'm um, trying to get the restaurant through this, so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the bars, restaurants. Um, I do have another HR client who um, is also you know, food, rest, uh, food industry based, but they didn't have to close all the way down. Um, they still are able to operate. So, but they had to, to trim down. So I obviously have to help them through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, watching and listening way too much to the news. <laughs> I'm looking at the news. It's yeah, not real. Making myself go crazy. <laughs> The problem is, like, I wouldn't mind watching the news if there was, like, um, 
one story, one version of everything being told across multiple channels. But like, yeah. everybody's got different information and this, 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 and that. I'm just like, you know what? I just wake me up when it's done. Just that's when it's all. done. I, that's yeah. kind of what I want to do. I mean, it is driving me crazy. Like, it's I'm like, okay, is it? you know, something that's, I mean, I know it's easily spreadable, obviously, and I don't, I don't have any um, problems with staying inside until it's kind of all over, you know, social distancing, social distancing. Um, I don't have any problems with that. I mean, even for someone like myself, who's an extrovert, um, I don't have a problem with that if that's what needs to be done. But my, my, fear just comes from it's like one day it's oh you know stay inside court you know self-isolate social distance it'll be fine but it's like it's not fine <laughs> it just seems to keep getting worse and I know that the, the you know the, the 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 it seems like that because you know we're catching up with the testing and everything but right. like you know from my perspective I guess what what worries me that I try to to you know keep telling myself stop stop being that way is um that I'm like on day eight of kind of you know social distancing and and self-isolating in in my house um so I feel like I can still I'm still in that zone where next week I could be really sick you know um because you know they say it takes two to 14 days or whatever so I'm, I don't feel at ease, you know, right. um, the week prior to them closing everything down, I was, I was out. I mean, I wasn't anywhere in a huge crowd, but I was out, you know, and I, you know, waiting. at that time, yeah, it's waiting, yeah. It's the waiting <laughs> for something to either not happen or happen. And, mm-hmm. and it's the uncertainty of, of things in as far as, like there's a supposed there's like supposed um, uh, symptoms, and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then you hear another story and the, the how they experience it is different than what you heard before. And so, so yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from it because I just don't think. I mean, I to be honest, to be quite frank. Uh, Governor Cuomo has done a pretty amazing job of kind of communicating yeah. things, um, yeah. given the the fractured information that seems to be disseminating out, you know, out and about. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I, you know, outside of quarantining myself, it's not much else I can really do, right? So, um, I've been in the so my my company is um, mostly working from home right now. I'd say yeah. 98% mm-hmm. of them, except for like a small percentage that have to go into the office for something or other. But, and I'm telling you straight up, I'm losing my brains. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just actually came um, maybe like an hour before. This is my second podcast I'm doing today. Um, but I had to take a walk. I just had to get out of the house, but there's like nobody on the street. So I'm like, you know, it wasn't like it was danger or anything like, but yeah, you know, you try to 
trying to pass time. I'm watching a lot of movies, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I try to get out for a walk, too. I mean, I went out yesterday, and yesterday was a different story because it was nice out, so there was a bunch of people out, so mm -hmm. I decided to come back <laughs> in. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, the fresh air. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, my of course, my my goal like you know everybody's posting about being uber productive and focusing on yourself and doing all your projects that is so such my... bullshit <laughs> give me a... that's such bullshit yeah so you my know how goal, it's bullshit because they post on instagram if they're yeah, so busy exactly. how they post on instagram mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's I mean, that was my plan was to, I'm like, oh, well, this is great. I can actually just like sit my ass down and focus on my, you know, my film projects and right, try to, right. you know, get that going. So um, are you working on those? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I have plans to. <laughs> yeah, pl oh, you have plans? I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 again, I think after, I mean, this week passing, it's, it's, somewhat a little you know my anxiety has calmed down a little bit it's just been hard to concentrate but um you know um but I think I think going into next week I'll start to feel like okay Monica you're tripping just do the things that you're supposed to be doing yeah, and stop yeah. worrying about what's going on in on the outside world so um but yeah my plan is to 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 pick that up um you know to um do research with i have not watched a lot of movies actually so if you have any recommendations that would be great i'm finishing up um <laughs> power um this series on um on stars uh, yeah. because i haven't watched it i never watched it and Me neither, you know, my social media feed was always like blowing up with like what was going on in power um and then hulu put it on and i have hulu i don't have stars so uh, I was like, all right, I'll watch, I'll watch Power. So I've been watching that. Oh, um, is it on, it's on Hulu? It's on Hulu now, yeah. Oh, so I have mm -hmm. no excuse for not watching yeah. it now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, try to keep up with the times and see what every, what the, you know, it's, it's an interesting show. I mean, it's, it's well done. I mean, I, you know, I want to do my film, which is a feature film and I want to do a series. So I'm just trying to get, um, you know, some some do's and don'ts from my head when I watch some of the, some of the right, stuff. Right, right. Well, I need to watch. So this guy at my job, like pretty much every day I see him, like I literally have to avoid him because every time I see him, he goes, did you watch Power yet, man? You watch Power yet? <laughs> yeah. No. And it's sad because a, a good friend of mine is actually uh, on Power. So shout out. To oh, okay. King being reborn in Fast and Furious coming out this summer. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been meaning to watch it. It's just, there's a lot of stuff going. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shows, man. Of, yeah. You know, I'm just, um, I, I, I've been, I think, I, what did I binge watch recently? Oh, um, Altered Carbon, which I thought with, with um, Anthony Mackie's playing, the lead role in the second season, which was uh, actually really good. Okay, what's what um what platform is that on? Netflix. That is Netflix. 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 Okay. Yeah, so it's a good show. That good sounds show. science fictiony. It is very science fictiony. <laughs> it's actually almost too science fictiony, but it's yeah. it's a good it's a good it's um it's good it's it's good. Okay. So if you 
if you're looking for something to watch, that's good. If you haven't watched it already, um, um, Russian Doll was really good. Oh, yeah, I love that. I did watch that. Um, that the new season, I only saw the first season. I don't know if the new season came out yet. No, it's supposed to come out later season. this summer, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, that was that was uh, that's like definitely my type of series but altered carbon i'll try to i'll i'll see if uh try to see if my husband will watch that with me he likes the science fiction stuff yeah <laughs> so. see that's the thing you gotta i me i can be a rogue i can just watch whatever i want whenever i want and watch it. <laughs> um so let's um let's pick this up here so you 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 obviously want to get into screen screenwriting um have you do you have so wait this would be your first screen screenplay it's my first screenplay yeah um yeah first screenplay and uh you know the interesting thing is um i have been (laughs) working on this story for a very very long time um and I'm not mad that it's taken so long because I do feel like it's a much better story now than when I first picked it up mm-hmm. um, and had some elements in it that will that I think will um, just kind of make it a little bit more unique. And, and, and I also feel that um, I, would, I have the tools to be a much smarter filmmaker than if I had like pursued this when I first started um and just thought like oh i'm just gonna pick up a camera i have this great idea i'm gonna write this thing and just film it um it probably the movie probably would have stopped you know (laughs) um the the story would have been great but the the movie would have stopped and and um so you know flash forward 15 years later (laughs) i'm starting to pick this up again and and you know there's there's certain things about um um, my life that's made me you know obviously a more mature storyteller but you know there's also things in my working professional experience that I think will prepare me to be to 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 really understand how to um, bring a project to life in a very smart and detail-oriented and um, in a way that's just executed very well um so Mm -hmm. I feel like I can put those together but yes it's my first screenplay I mean in terms of like my interests I don't know I I I wouldn't say I want to be a screenwriter like I'm not the type of person who's like oh I just want to write scripts or I want you know um I have a bunch of things I guess that I want to tell (laughs) um in 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 various forms so um, a couple of those those things or experiences that I've had or observations I've had through life um, would be in a form of a, of a movie um, and some of it would be like in a form of a series. Um, okay. I, you know, I, I feel that I have a, an ability to take a situation that I've been in and um, make uh some sense out of it that i that my guess would be very relatable to people Mm. um that does not mean i think i'm an amazing screenwriter (laughs) so Mm. so i where i do you know what i um 
in terms of the process now, so now that I've I've decided that I'm going to not let COVID-19 ruin my life anymore and just <laughs> stop being worried about it, mm. um, the, the step that I want to take, and it's it's also an excuse. I mean, I think a lot of us who embark on something get a can get a little nervous about it. So my my hesitancy, you know, may have also been um, get it, putting it out there, right, and just having people read it and and receive the feedback and making sure I can understand how to take that. So I'm 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 moving. That's a phase that I want to get into. Now I've had friends read it and they're like, it's great, um, but they're my friends <laughs> and they're mm. not screenwriters. So. Mm. Mm. Um, so I do want, um, so, so what gives me comfort in that is, again, I think the story is very good. Um, the next step that I want to take is, you know, giving it to someone that I trust um, in, in that world who right. understands how to make a script really pop. Um, you know, I, I'm very much in favor of, um, you know, help. I guess, in that area. You know, I, I think that um, one of the things that I've learned and what I think that um, people should understand who are doing this is that you can actually get help writing your screenplay. It doesn't mean that you no longer own the story or that, right. it, you know, um, that it, that you should, I mean, this is something, so as, you know, my, my, other life, what I do, as you know, is the HR director. Right. <laughs> um, which many people think is very like random to want to be a filmmaker and be an HR director, but they're actually really, really similar. Um, and one of the things that I <clears throat> found similar is that, you know, you, you, and one of the things I love about filmmaking, which is something that I do love about HR is, is this notion of a team and, and building a group of people around you that will help you see your vision. And those people should be able to, improve upon what you bring to the table you know right, they should right. you know there should be things in there you shouldn't think that you're gonna if you know if you write something it's going to be amazing right away like you, you can get help and you can still feel proud of that you know sure. um, yeah, well, um, the thing about it is also the, so it's a the, <clears throat> from some someone who's not in the industry there's a little bit of a mystery of like the like what the life of a script yeah. happens to be, and, and the reality is, of a, on any any given movie, there could be, you know, one screenwriter or twelve, and mm -hmm. um, you know, there's always somebody either comes in and rewrites it or touches it up or pitches in on it. So, um, <clears throat> you know, and you know, there's there's nothing like you said, nothing wrong with getting someone else on it that fits what you know, who knows you know some of the what you're trying to do and can help you work through some of the, the mechanics and and touch it up and those things and I, you know to be honest any any anyone's gonna most most projects most film television projects i i would guess have had at least three or four writers who have been yeah at any one time so um you know the fantasy that we have that i'm the only person and i know, you know that, <laughs> exactly that is very rare you got to be like alan sorkin or somebody like that 
And even then, mm-hmm. he probably has a, a few different people who kind of will help him touch up things when he, you know, when he gets, you know, several iterations down the line. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, even down to the um, to the trusting the actors. I think sometimes is um, so. So, in a, you know, my first step is to get it uh, read by someone who who has a little bit more experience in this with me than me and could you know again help guide me to structure it better maybe say some lines a little bit better or a little bit tighter than than what i have on paper Um, but the other part that i think is really going to be useful in that process is an actual reading Um, so after that i would like to to hold a reading where i can hear how it sounds obviously and take feedback from that. I mean, not not a reading in terms of like for the purposes of casting, but a reading to just you know people you know hopefully I have enough enough people in my in my world that just want to help me out that you know I can uh, I can bribe some way <laughs> with 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 some drinks at you know <laughs> sixty seven Orange Street when we open back up after this mess. But um, you know hopefully I can I can get some people who just want to to help me um, sound it out and the actors would you know because if they're going to you know if somebody's going to be reading the line and they're like this doesn't sound right <laughs> you know I want to take that right. feedback as well like. Right. Um, well, you so. should you should be able to. That should, I I think finding actors to do that shouldn't be a problem. I think there's yeah. a lot of actors who would love to do you know table reads and and uh, you know I, I don't think you'll have a problem. At the very least, I can interview in, introduce you to a few people. So there's that. But um, yeah. So so I mean so. I guess it would be fair this instead of calling you a screenwriter to just tell you say you're a storyteller a storyteller yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's i've been I've been wondering like people always ask me like, oh well, what do you do in the film like what do you you are you the writer are you a director are you a producer i'm like I don't, I don't know if there's a i don't know if there's a function for this yet, but as h r I can make one up and write a job description, but <laughs> I'm the storyteller, you know, I come up with the with the idea and the vision and I and I and I know very clearly kind of like um how I want to see it you know so I'm 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 very visually so in in both of the things that I'm working on um one is this this script for the movie and the other is um you know a, a series based on uh you know working in the bar and restaurant working mostly in a startup bar mm-hmm. restaurant kind of world mm-hmm. um and I have visions, like I know, um, you know, I kind of know how the, what the setting is going to be like. I know what the, you know, I'm very, very into how the music is going to sound. And, and, you know, a lot of people have mentioned to me when I, when I, so for my script, for example, music is very, very, very important. Not that it's a movie about musicians, it's really not, mm. but the, um, you know the the purpose of the music does kind of create the vibe of the film for me mm-hmm. um, and there's a very specific vibe I'm trying to create in the film and um, they you know some people I've mentioned like oh I already I almost 
I almost have most of my soundtrack if I can get the rights to some oh, of these really? songs. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and people and, and, and exactly where they would be in, in the in the film. Um, and you know, some people are like, Oh, you don't have to worry about that yet. Like that's not you don't do that till after and I'm like, No, I actually think it's for me, it's a very strategic piece of the film. Um, and again creates an atmosphere and mood and vibe that that I want to get conveyed and um, and again not to say that I I wouldn't be open to um, if what I think works in my head actually doesn't work when it when when we try it I'm fine with like okay I can I can you know <laughs> mm. wash my hands and say okay that's that didn't work it, it, it looked and sounded so much better in my head <laughs> so I get that but um, but I well, do know I mean gonna so <clears throat> just thinking through this so you're what you're describing in a lot of ways so you know michael mann his he obviously famous for miami vice and mm-hmm. manhunter and a few other films and he's obviously used music a great deal to kind of it was basically he described it as another another actor in the movie um mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so the, when you create this script and your this because there's um if you were going by a traditional if you're being a traditionalist in, in the sense of writing the script most screen if in a in a screenwriting course will probably tell you that consider the music but it won't be like don't think about it because it has yes yeah and you know what i'm talking about yep (laughs) i i I think that going back to your um your thoughts about you know who you are in like are you a storyteller are you a filmmaker are you a writer are you a director i think you're all of the above because in order for you to accomplish that feat, you would probably mm-hmm. you would have to be both producer and director. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean, um, because yeah, I mean, it just to create to to maintain that level of creative license, which is fine if that's what you want to do. That's that's the way to do it, especially if you feel strongly enough about maintaining the the what you're you know trying to do with the, the film itself um because yeah. the rights can be um yeah they, they can be we were talking about the music rights on uh one of my other podcasts and it's a tough nut to crack it's a tough it is yeah yeah <laughs> um is, is it, so are the like are these music is this are these songs that like are known entities or no no these um well i don't want to say no um they're not mainstream let's put it that way they're they're not songs that you would turn on the radio or turn on the tv and necessarily hear them maybe a couple have reached that status but um but it but it's a very you know um it's a very like soulful house music kind of Mm -hmm. vibe and so um so a lot of the songs are songs that um I'm usually introducing to people, you know, people gotcha. have never heard them before <laughs> because gotcha. I'm, I'm just, I'm a househead and 
um, and not a lot of my friends are. I mean, so in the and so so there there are songs that are a lot a little bit more underground. Um, for like club music. Um, no, it, club music is very different than house music, but <laughs> okay. but in the same family. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, house music is but, different, so. Yeah, but it's it's in the same family. It's that kind of, um, you know, um, you know. There's just certain places that you can go, and you'll hear like certain, the, you know, like the garage. Or yeah, 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 exactly. More like garage, and um, gotcha. you know, um, you know, kind of like. <laughs> um, so some of them, I mean, there's 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 one song in particular that I feel like I'm gonna have to do a lot of wrangling for because it is a it is a very popular um, producer mm. on mm. there. Mm. But um, is the, do you know the producer still alive, live living? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's And I do. Yeah, and I know that. Um, um, you know, my hope, um, it's very idealistic, but I do hope that that community, which which I tend to, I mean, the reason I gravitate towards that type of community is because of the positive energy and love and, you know, um, uh, this may be generalization, but for the most part, you know, kind of like not as interested in the glamour of music. Um, but more just like the actual like feeling of music. And so I'm hoping to appeal to that side to a lot of people. <laughs> it's like, don't you want to, you know, be a part of, you know, this, this, this thing where, where you're, you know, um, where your song will be celebrated in a way that it hasn't been in a movie that I've seen, you know? Mm. Um, and, um, um, you know, like, hopefully like doing it for the love not not that i wouldn't include a budget for it once i get to that part but yeah i'm hoping that a lot of people would would be like oh this is cool you know it's i mean i do have a lot of friends in that world and and a lot of people i've spoken to with about it seems very open to it so mm -hmm. i think <clears throat> and and then there's a lot of independent if i can't get those songs i mean again if i you know i do know some um artists musical artists that um, uh, may have made a song that's pretty dope and it may not be known but I would definitely put it in my film you know if it's if it's um, and they, they'd be more workable so if I can't get the so my, my goal was to say like this is a song that I want in this scene if I can't get this song can I can I find something that's similar or that creates gotcha. a similar feeling um, from a local artist or something like that right so. right so that's very see that so that's the producer side of you right there. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's what the producer does. Yeah, he's like I need this I need this song. Well, okay, let me go off and see what I can do. You know, so that's that's okay, the great. Producer. I'm a producer. Thank you, thank you for my new title. I'm a producer. That's what I'm see? See, that was easy. All I have to do is talk to you and figure out what it is. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, that's that's essentially what a producer does. It's like you know tries to find pieces of the puzzle and money and says no a lot to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, that's good. Um, it, it's, I mean, I think the producing part is where my, my experience, particularly my experience in um, when I moved from like corporate HR to this world of bar and restaurant HR and got into like event planning and stuff like that. 
Um, so a lot of the like kind of skills that are transferable are, you know, um, just making, I mean, honestly, just making shit happen, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, and that's, what a that, that's what an event planner does. And that's what a producer does. It's like, you don't, it's, it's not even like you can really like write it down. I mean, you, you, you know, there's certain things, but there's just people who know how to make stuff happen. And, and what I've learned about myself is, you know, someone who, who is an HR person who walked into an events role, a big events role too, you know, doing pretty right. large scale events. Um, who didn't have any experience with that, but, you know, was, did very well um, in, in that space. Um, you know, it's like, I, that's what made me feel like I could probably, you know, be a useful component on, on getting a film made. <laughs> yeah. mm. You know, because I, you know, I do have that ability to just, again, pull, you know, think outside the box, not be, you know, know what I want, but not be rigid that I'll never consider anything else. Um, so, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I am looking forward to this time to just kind of push this thing through finally. And I feel like I have all the pieces. So mm -hmm. are you going to act? And, in it, and now I have the time act. No, <laughs> ah, see, act. I knew it. There's, there's, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so then you're a hundred percent producer. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is exactly the answer. Every producer will give you. They're like, nope. Mm -mm, no, no. <laughs> yeah, even, even the director will make a cameo, but yeah. yeah, no. Producers, they don't want us to be seen in front of the camera unless that camera happens to be pointed at them while they're standing on the stage accepting the Oscar. Yep, <laughs> so, exactly. That's yeah. the only time they will step in front of the camera. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, this is, yeah, I mean, to me, this is like the perfect time to you know to to do try to get unfinished projects done that's kind of why i was like well i got all this time let me knock out a bunch of podcasts and you know yeah, yeah. and um that's been it's busy it's a busy week for me this week which is kind of cool um yeah. but i'm also writing um i've been trying to work on a TV um, series. So um, that is kind of uh, been what I've been doing. It's funny, I, I was, I've been doing this um, masterclass um, with Alan Sorkin and, uh, mm. and uh, I learned a great, I, I, I highly recommend it. It's, yeah. um, it's really good. So what I've been doing is, um, you know, I watch a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows anyway, but I just kind of mm -hmm. watch them. I don't necessarily always watch them for uh, blocking or the the soundtrack or the mm -hmm. the the you know you know all the mechanisms behind in in it. And so, I've actually started mindfully watching things, taking notes, and then with my camera taking photos of different scenes while I'm watching just to mm, get okay. how they're setting up different scenes and um, scenes that I think that, you know, might be interesting at some point for me to kind of replicate. Um, mm -hmm. And I think this, that's, to me, this is what that time is more valuable for me for because now that I'm home all the time, I got no excuse. I got the TV on all day, yeah. damn long. 
and um, yep. <laughs> I can sit there and kind of tear apart a movie. So the last podcast I did for the download podcast show, we did um, Suicide Squad. It's not out yet, but it'll be out soon. And okay. um, I found myself, I watched this movie three times in two days. And mm-hmm. l- once for entertainment value, once for the podcast, and then once to kind of go through it and 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 analyze each each scene, each you know some of the dialogue, and um, I found that that's it's been really helpful when you start doing that mm-hmm. because when you start doing watching um, content on that like that, it it gives you a better understanding of why you know like what scripts will end up being like um like if you watch it and then read the script and that really helps i mean it's like immensely helpful i i i people used to tell me to do it i just never had the time to yeah, do it yeah but yeah, i've been exactly. doing it i actually watched the entire season of west wing doing that mm-hmm. and um quite quite helpful i mean obviously there were some differences but um in some of the scripts but uh it was really helpful so i highly recommend that um that process i mean i don't know what your what is your writing process anyway like what do you like what you like what's your atmosphere do you do you kind of like just sit in a quiet room do you put music on do you find having the music for the soundtrack on during the writing process kind of sparks you to write certain scenes yeah yeah no that's definitely um yeah so i i don't i haven't been as disciplined a writer as i'd like to be right Mm -hmm. so i i come up with this you know i i think about my glorious life (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um you know a lot of the the things that i'm like this could it this could be a movie kind of thing so um or you know in the case of like this first film it's not even it's not even about my life now i I do have two other films that i want to do that that are taken from actual like instances in my life but this one is is more um it's just like more of a of a feeling that I you know so there's three main characters in the film and Mm -hmm. each one of those characters is kind of a version of me um yeah (laughs) and the um this is a Jekyll and Hyde thing or uh, (laughs) no no not like that with personalities but just you know they they each have a different part I guess in their growth I mean the movie's about you know, kind of like self, um, you know, finding yourself and self-awareness and um, each of them are in kind of different phases of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're all either phases that I've been in or should be in or, you know, (laughs) um, or am going through right now. So Mm -hmm. it's, um, um, so so the events in the film aren't, have nothing to do with anything that's happened in my life, but it's more about, I've had these, I've, it was more about the people I've had three characters and, and kind of started going from there. So when I, you know, like sitting down to write that, I mean, particularly when I rewrote it after, because it was so dated and I had to rewrite it. um, I, you know, I thought about, um, I just, I just, 
I'm not a coffee shop writer, but, and I'm not a home writer. So, um, it's like, I have to be, I like to be outside. If I'm outside, I get some inspiration with listening to some music. Um, so that's kind of where I think I do my best. So you want to show um, those people with your laptop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just be like, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes I've actually written on, I mean, I've actually like just written and then went home and typed it, you know. Um, mm. And so, you know, particularly for this film, that was easy to do because I, I had, I had a script that I just printed out. I'd go outside, um, you know, when it was safe to go outside. Right. Yeah. Um, what was that? Like, we're now going to have, we're going to have two worlds, like pre- you know, coronavirus and post-coronavirus. Oh, I'm waiting for it. To be see. honest, I'm waiting because I think <laughs> this is going to make some good movie material. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So. And it's just like, like the way we're just going to refer to everything is like, well, pre, you know, yeah. pre-lockdown or pre-corona, like something. Pre, like, like yeah. life was just so different a week ago, literally. Pre-CV, so. post-CV. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yes, back in those days when you could sit on a bench and not have to worry about, you know, um, if mm. somebody was passing by you, um, I would, I would just go sit, um, and I was living in Philadelphia at the time, not in mm-hmm. New York. So I would go to this beautiful place near the art museum area, um, called Kelly Drive. And I would just like, kind of like find places to sit and take my script and cross out stuff and write, you know, new stuff. And, and then I'd go home and type it up. But um yeah it's like if I'm in a coffee shop I just I don't know I think I could I I've just had I found trouble you know um finding a place where um it's not so jam-packed with everybody with people doing the same thing you know mm-hmm. um I so I always feel a little constricted because it's just like so many people and it's tight and people you know um, and then if people are talking, it kind of distracts me a little bit. So mm. um, <clears throat> sometimes it's because I'm just like nosy because I'm because I'm a storyteller and observant. Like sometimes I just love to listen to people, like listen to their interesting conversations. But <laughs> mm. um, so I I need to get myself away from those kinds of you know factors and just kind of sit and do. But I it's hard for me to do that at home. You know this. Um, like I feel like I need to get out and do it. So. Right. Are there people? Are there <clears throat> storytellers that inspire you? That you like look at or watch some of their stuff or read some of their stuff and go, you know, that's yeah. kind of what I want to be. That's what I or similar something like that. Yeah, I think my two biggest influences are. Um, one is Pedro Almodovar. I just oh, um, mm. am obsessed with his films. <laughs> um, not that I, yeah, I love, so Pedro Almodovar, just the way he tells a story um, has always fascinated me, particularly taking, um, you know, um, just subjects that you just, you wouldn't think about. Um, like it's, he doesn't necessarily write in that classic, three act structure type thing um like he has he has very tight movies but it's just he he he's so you know kind of truthful to exactly what the story is he's telling he he, he's not like concerned with just structure you know 
Right. And so I've always, um, I've always just been amazed with the character development he's had and, um, and the way he, you know, the kind of like, um, talk to her was probably one of my favorite movies from him. Um, mm. and, um, um, so he's one and the other is, uh, Richard Linklater, who, <laughs> so I do like dialogue heavy movies. <laughs> um, and Richard Linklater is one of those who, again, I think just takes a very normal situation, um, but makes it engaging and makes you want to watch it and makes you feel kind of connected to the people that you're watching on screen much more so than taking, again, something that has a three-act structure. Um, and, um, you know, so, so the films that I want to write, you know, or, or even the series I want to write, I just, I just want it to be um, completely truthful to the people in the film um, and their everyday situation. So I don't, um, and, I, and I realize that's a hard thing to do and people, you know, especially when people read a script, I mean, the, the advantage that those two have is um, they're able to put stuff out, you know, like that out right. without, um, without someone saying like, oh, no, you can't. Like if, if you were to read before sunset or before sunrise, she's like, oh my God, this thing goes on forever. Or, yeah. or do they just like really talk the whole time? But then right. when you watch it on screen, it's like, you're like, you know, and you know, for those people who love it, they love it and, and they're completely engaged um, the whole time. But, you know, I don't, my guess is, I mean, this is a total guess, but my guess is somebody off the street wouldn't read that script and be like, wow, this is going to be an amazing film, you know? Um, <laughs> but, but he knows how to take, and, and that's how my, that, that, that's my fear with my scripts is I feel like they, you know, the, what's on paper is not the full story. And I know that a script is supposed to be kind of, you know, succinct and concise and, and it's just a blueprint. Um, and, and that's a, you know, it's a, it's a really, um, I don't want to say archaic, but it is a, it is kind of a past notion of there's a screenwriter who writes a script for a director who then makes it a movie. Right. Um, but we don't, we don't live in that, you know, there is a lot of fluidity in what people do. And as we talked about earlier, what everyone's roles are and, um, you know, so, so what I write, I also, like I said before, there's a vision for it. And I think it would be, it would translate really beautifully on screen that people will, will, will be engaged. So that's my, that's kind of my fear about giving my script out because I feel like people are still in this, like, well, where's the conflict? Where's the, you know, where's the first act end? And where's the, you know, <laughs> right. um, what's the, the resolution? And, um, and there's just, there's a lot of beautiful movies that don't follow that path. And that, and I'm hoping that my movies will be a part of that kind of genre. So. Well, I mean, so I think you describe what most, film what's most writers um go through um early in their careers and some of them probably even still which is kind of well you describe something that happens to, to comedians a lot a lot a lot a lot and yeah. that, is, that is um feedback like um like 
because, you know, and it's got nothing to do with insecurities or any, what it has to do with is um, just like as, as, a, as a comedian, <clears throat> when you get up on that stage, it's the most loneliest place you're going to be ever. And um, you're going out there and you're expected to, there's no such thing as failure. And if there is, it's not good. But you get up there anyway and you, and, and you try to tell the joke and, and land it. And um, a lot of comedians, when they first start out, will purposely not invite their friends to the shows. You know, because yeah, yeah, I can it, see that. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it's similar for a screenwriter, only in the you know where it's it's much easier to like have strangers read it, and then your your friends or your fam well family sometimes, and sometimes it's the opposite where you're okay with your friends, but then you don't think you're like, well, they're my friends are just being nice. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and that's true. That might it might be true. Who knows? Maybe your friends are being nice. But I I think the real thing is is that um, yeah, you just unfortunately, and I know you probably have heard this before. You just <laughs> got to do it. You just got to do yeah. it. Yeah. Because and yeah. mm-hmm. for if for no other reason, then is that and the reason why I I like having other people read my stuff is some once in a blue moon somebody will say something smart that i just missed say, yeah yeah they're like oh you know what if you did this oh yeah that's cool that would be cool i think it just comes down and the thing is people will give you feedback for everything doesn't mean you have to take it you, exactly yeah you know I mean? mm-hmm. it's like you ha- you also have to know what not to take, what what, exactly, yeah. what feedback not to accept, because otherwise you'll be changing it for all time. Like, yeah, you know, um, I think uh, you know uh, Sorkin describes a, a nap, uh, uh, his um, the American president, the script he wrote for that, and as he's reading mm-hmm. it on on during the tutorial, he reads it and he goes, to, he says. He's like, hmm, I just read this. He's like, now this is a line I think I really want to rewrite right now. And <laughs> yeah. it means the movie's done. It's over with. Why are you still rewriting it? But, you know, you, yeah. what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to take it back. You know, so you're you're never going to be satisfied completely with it. But the most important thing is not to override it and not to over accept advice either. Just be knowledgeable enough and you're in com- comfortable in your own skin enough to know that what you wrote was what you want what you meant to write and um, yeah. it, it, and you know you accept feedback as it is it's either you know it's either useful or it ain't you know and that's mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I personally I've heard trust me I've I've heard friends tell me oh wow this is really good and then I've heard another set of friends read the same script and go, well, I don't know if people would be interested in this subject. And I, and I, I didn't care. I really didn't care. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, I first and foremost wrote it for me. And then after that, yeah. um, you know, the rest is gravy. So it's, no, it's, it's an excellent point. And you, you know, you did hit the nail on the head and it's, it's something that I, I, I had realized was that, I mean, there's going to be, like you said, there's going to be that, that diamond piece of advice that it's like, damn, thank you. Like, yeah, that's exactly like you. And, and, and it's usually in a place where you kind of know, like, you're like, I know I need something, you know, and, and somebody else is just like, you know what you should do here, this instead. And you're like, that, that's what was missing. That makes mm -hmm. sense. You know? yeah. And, and, um, you know, if you can recognize that in your work, especially with, with places that you're particularly struggling with, um, as you write it. And, and I think we all feel like we all know, like we all write something and it's like, Oh, this is something's something's not completely right. Mm. Um, and, and maybe, and it's, you know, it's, 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 again, it's, it's something that we should have all, you know, we should all be comfortable with. We should be taught to be comfortable with that. You know, um, we, we experiencing it, experienced it in other, I mean, a business owner is the same thing. I mean, I, I work for a small business owner and um, sometimes, you know, somebody says something that he's like, that's great. Like he doesn't have to be this, you know, he's like, I, I would prefer to not be the smartest person in the room. Like I, right. I want people to give me ideas and, um, and that's how, you know, I, I, I find working on a business is not very much different than working on a film or a creative piece of, I mean, they're both creative things that you have to do. And, and, you know, people, you know, when you, when you listen to people who have to say what, you know, you, you have to just be able to filter out what makes sense um, yeah. or what you feel does make your work stronger and the rest. Thank you. Thank you for the feedback. I appreciate it and leave it alone. Let it be, you know? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's exactly it. And um, I mean, you know, it's all a process and eventually you get to a, you get to your own process of how that, how that works, how that ends up working out. So yeah um, and you get to know people that you trust like i mean there's you know again a, a part of that is the person that's given you the feedback and why you know how they can explain it it's it's like okay this um you know i may give you know somebody my script who wants to see the best man 50 years later or something <laughs> yeah. you know um and um and don't get me wrong i love the best man it's one of my favorite movies but my movie is not the best man. It is not a rom-com. <laughs> mm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's very different from that. And some people may want to see it and some people may not. And that's okay, you know. Um, and so when I'm listening to that advice, I have to think, are they, are they speaking for, for an audience that's going to, you know, want a rom-com? Or are they speaking from an audience who even knows who Richard Linklater is or seen any of his movies, you know, mm. um, and, and maybe can understand, you know, where I'm coming from. So, but yeah, that's the, that's, that's, that's the, um, that is my goal before I would say the end of next week is to get it into the hands of someone who has experience with script writing Mm -hmm. um that can read it and give me some some good feedback on on tightening i do you know i i very much feel that the script can be tightened up so. well <clears throat> lucky for you 
within our little, um, for those people who don't know, me and Monica and a few small group of other people belong to a small little private consortium of people. <laughs> and one Just of those, the world, yeah. masterminds of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you think coronavirus is by accident, do you? <laughs> We just um, said it would make some great movies. Make some great movies. I'm serious <laughs> about my movie making. <laughs> um, one of our one of our members is uh, a screen screenwriter uh, instructor and a screenwriter and producer. So um, you should connect with her. I'll, I'll we'll touch base um, on uh, WeChat. And, when she signs in, signs up, I think she's probably busy trying to deal with um, her daytime work, but yeah, yeah. Um, you should definitely give it to her to read for sure. So, No, that's the beauty of this thing that we're trying to create as well as it again is, um, you know, I, 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 this, this could be just something that maybe has been portrayed. I, I, I have, I don't have any hard proof of this, but mm-hmm. what it seems like is in the past that, um, you know, movie making has been this very, um, you know, kind of haves and have not situation and a club that you're either in or you're not. And it was, it was, it was, it, it, it seemed like, um, you know, there was a lot of like ruthless kind of feedback as opposed to constructive feedback. It was like people mm-hmm. who, you know, the Hollywood machine just, it it just seemed a little brutal and you were either part of the club or you weren't. And if you weren't, it was really hard to break in. But, you know, I, I, I feel like the tide is really getting more towards like, this is, this is such a group effort and we should all be helping. We can all help each other. There are a gazillion stories to tell and there's a gazillion ways to tell the same story. And both of them are fine, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, if, if this, this, this whole, you know, unfortunate um, disaster of coronavirus has taught us anything, it's, you know, in times like this, who are we turning to? We need, we need material. We need, you know, these things that we put out matter. Yeah. They, yeah. they make a difference to people. And um, this is, you know, this is very obviously extreme, um, um, effect of that but in general it's you know we shouldn't there should be no shortage of stories to tell there shouldn't be it should be a free-for-all because it you know you're nobody's going to tell the same story twice you know everybody's got a different spin on it and some it's going to appeal to to some people and you know others will appeal to others and we should allow that you know absolutely absolutely and um like I was um, on my earlier podcast, I, um, I, I said that, you know what, this, the way I'm looking at this situation is this is an incredible opportunity to change, to do a lot of different things different. And yeah, sure. um, if you take advantage of it, this could be a really good thing. Like there's a lot of things that could come out of this um in the positive fashion and yeah i think it's really up to people to kind of be able to push that initiative forward and um but it, it, you know and 
it is kind of, I, th I feel like this situation is what we make of it. And yeah, it's not, it's definitely not the perfect situation. It's perfectly, definitely is a very sad and tragic time for a lot of families right mm -hmm. now. But yeah, yeah, I think as a, in a global, in the global community, in the, even in, in, within small pockets of groups of people, whether it be within uh, ethnic groups or religious groups or whatever, I think this is an opportunity for, for change. And whether you take it is, you know, completely up to you, I think, in this sense. And the one thing I will say that I am hopefully hoping this will solve is the fact that when I get up on get up in the morning and get on the subway train in the morning, I don't have eight people standing one inch yeah, of my, yeah. in my face. <laughs> yeah, that people really do understand social distancing from uh, just like, uh, from an everyday perspective. Yeah. respect respect boundaries. You know, yeah, like it had it. It, it took this to, to, to teach you to take your backpack off, stand three feet in front of me instead yeah. of three inches in front of right. me. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I do hope people learn to respect people's space a little bit more. You know, yeah. um, I'll, I'll take the small, I'll, like I said, small victories where I can get them. So, yep. <laughs> so um, where can people find you on social, the social media stuff? So social media. So, um, so first of all, the movie um, is called the queen's gambit. Queen's gambit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to enter yeah. this into any in contest? I may. You I should. May. You, <laughs> I, I heard that hesitation in her voice. She's like, "Didn't I just tell you that I don't want people reading my shit?" Let's talk. Let's talk offline about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. But um. But I, I I can be found on i on um Instagram as uh, Monica F. G seventy five, so that's M O N I C A F is in Frank, G is in Green seventy five, mm. um, and then on Facebook as Monica Freeman Green, on LinkedIn as Monica Freeman Green with an E on the end um, for both of them, and um, yeah, I look forward idea. to. You yeah. just give me a great idea. I do that sometimes. <laughs> I was like, well, why couldn't you do table reads online? Yeah, yeah, especially while, now, yeah. While people are sitting at home and just do it, yeah, you know, give everybody yeah, their I, line. Since, you know. Yeah, we connect on Zoom and yeah, everybody reads and we, we see how it goes. No, I'd love to do that. Hmm, hmm, okay, yeah. Master of the universe. Master of the universe. Now <laughs> you see what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, um, and where else did you say you could be found at? Instagram? Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I'm not very good at using my Twitter. Um, I have not even thought about Snapchat or TikTok or any of those things. So. Yeah, no, um, me either. So yeah, Instagram is probably the best place where, you know, I, I talk a lot about my work. Um, I don't have, um, I don't have a separate page for the movie yet. And I go back and forth about that because I feel like 
I feel like if people follow me, they'll learn about the movie. I don't, I just don't know if a separate page is necessary. And I, you know, I, 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 I know that some people do that, um, but I don't know how valuable that is. I mean, I prefer people to know me, to know my work. So I don't mind them having both, you know, my personal page um, and, and to get updates on the film there. But, um, but yeah, so mm. um, People okay. can definitely connect with me personally, obviously. I mean, I, I, I love having a network. I don't, I don't have a, um, there's nothing I put online that, that I just wouldn't share honestly with the world because if that was the case and I won't put it online. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so my online stuff is for, you know, just my, my virtual community, whoever that may be. So um, yeah, I'm very open to, um, to connecting with people, whether I've met them in person or not, and, and, and starting a conversation, um, you know, that's about, um, you know, working together or, or, or collaborating on anything. So, um, so if, if there are actors out there willing to help you do your reading, they can yes. reach out to you online. They they can reach out to me online and I have, you know, I'm, I'm very, very, very responsive. It's one of my great skills I've learned as an HR person and event planner. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Monica, this was, this was, uh, this was cool. I'm, yeah, no. Am I going to be one of these people get to see the script? What's up, yo? I was, I was thinking I may, you know, you can read. Do you want to read? Do you want to be one of my readers? Sure, I'll be one of your readers. Do I get okay. to play the cool person? Let me stop. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I have. I think I have the role for you to read. So it could yeah. be. It could be. It could be part audition. If <laughs> part audition. <laughs> if you're interested. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll read. The, I'll read the script. But, you know, I'll be. I'll be down. All right. All right. Sounds good. But yes. Um, no, we'll definitely. Um, share and and figure out ways to work together more. Um, yep. We've been talking about it for God knows Ever. how long. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we'll make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I know everybody. Like I said, everybody in that group says the same thing. So we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. Figure absolutely. It out. All right, Monica. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and uh, you know. Soon as you're ready, let's let's make it happen, Captain. All right, sounds good. Enjoy right. the rest of your evening and stay safe. <laughs> you too. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.